That was my sweetest rendition of the Star Wars theme song, which, by the way, I do not know anything about Star Wars. I went to the movie a couple months ago, like the last one, and I fell asleep 20 minutes in. It wasn't my finest moment, but you know, it's not for me. But I do like that song. It's a pop culture classic, so I figured I'd sing it to you sweetly in your ears um, before we get started in this awesome episode. So, in today's episode, we are going to be tackling all of your Instagram struggles. So last week I posted a photo and I asked you to comment below, what is your biggest Instagram struggle? What are you currently battling with? What are the biggest walls that you're facing? What are the biggest annoyances? And all of the comments, I when I was reading them, I was just like, yep, yep. Yes, me too, mm-hmm, I, I have seen it, I've seen it all. And this is the thing, I have been there and I know exactly what to do to fix it, but this is the second thing. Some of the things that need to get fixed in, it just takes time. It takes knowing who you are, what content you're putting out, but a lot of things, there's a lot of neato tricks to tackle when it comes to these struggles. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have also come across these issues. So let's get started in this podcast. Time's a wasting. And yeah, I'm super excited. Hi there, my name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast, where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you'll find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. Okay, so I'm sitting at my desk in my home office, which, by the way, whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I always like to imagine where the person who's recording the podcast is and what their environment looks like. So I'm just going to tell you, right now my desk is a giant mess. There's like 60 to-do lists. I have like posters on this desk that I need to put up. I have three cameras for whatever reason. I have some library books. I have a business card of mine and I have some lead pencils. So, and around the room uh, are some more cameras, more to-do lists and a lot of stuff on the floor. I don't live in a chaotic life or life style um, but my office has always been a place where I just kind of dump my stuff and I go to the living room go on the coffee table and that's where I work but this is where I record my podcast and I and I love this room so much um, waiting for someone to kind of just tell me to clean it up or else you know being an adult no one really has to tell you what to do so I'm just living my life like this. Okay, I'm done singing. Uh, Not really, there's probably gonna be more singing. So I have the comments all in front of me and you guys, there are like 50 comments of struggles and as I was reading all of these comments, my mind was just like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, 
Yep, that was me too. I've been there, girl or guy. Some guys have been commenting. It's been pretty great. Uh, but let's just go right into it. Uh, first struggle is my biggest struggle, building traffic to my podcast with Instagram. Yo, I feel you on this. Uh, my traffic to in my podcast is not insurmountably close to my traffic on Instagram. Uh, it is hard, but this is what I would suggest. Build a loyal audience and talk to people and you know, ask them questions, ask them what they want to hear from you and also post about your podcast every single day. Nobody's going to go out of their way to go listen to your podcast. You have to make it extremely easy for them and you have to provide a crazy amount of value into that too. So if that, I get how it's a big struggle, but you just got to post about it, post about it and just be super loyal and thankful to everyone who uh, listens and asks them questions like what do you want to hear in the next episode what do you like the most please rate it asking people to rate your podcast on itunes most of the time if you ask them one-on-one -on -one, they, they will so that will help with it but yeah that is a struggle but it just it takes time 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 and that is kind of the answer to most of these struggles is just time and patience and figuring out what works um and I'm sorry if this podcast is a little choppy. I'm still on myself on this learning curve of podcasting. I think I've said that in the past three episodes, but it's been getting better. Uh, all right, next struggle, keeping loyal followers. And this is, this is a big issue because your loyal followers are the people who are going to, and you may not know them. They might be in the other side of the state, other side of the country. They might be even in your same town. Um, but these are the people who are ambassadors. And I don't mean like brand ambassadors away, you know, Victoria's Secret has brand ambassadors. I mean an ambassador for you and for your brand. These are the people who, with their friends, they take out their phone and they pull up your profile on Instagram and they're like, oh man, you gotta check out this girl. She's amazing. She would love you would love her stuff. And that is a loyal follower. And to keep them, you have to worship them. You have to make them feel so important so valued and ways that you can do that is by going live and when they hop on your live thank them say their name out loud it always feels so good whenever your name is said out loud by you know someone that you admire and just keep up with their content too because they're obviously keeping up with yours and comment ask them how they're doing uh, something I like to do if I've noticed that one of my loyal followers hasn't posted in if five or seven days, I'll DM them and I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? I noticed you've been on the low, just checking in. Let me know if there's anything I can help you with. And people will be so thankful that you checked in with them. So that's what I think about keeping loyal followers. And this is another thing. So we all know about those apps that tell us who unfollows us and I will raise my hand. I have used those apps and they're not the healthiest thing. And they're also very easy to keep up with, especially when you have less than a thousand or 2000 followers. But this is the thing. People who unfollow you were never going to be your customer. They were never going to be your brand ambassador. They were never going to be a loyal follower. So don't care about them because in my opinion, you know, they just didn't want to follow you and that's okay. You're not entitled to all the followers you may think you are. So keep, do what you want with that and let's get on to the next struggle. Oh, same, next next struggle is literally keeping loyal followers. And all right, answer that one, a check mark. Uh, okay, let's see. Formatting my captions, sometimes page break 
won't work sometimes, they don't. Help me, Instagram queen. Oh, thank you, Heather. Um, so I like to use Evernote to format my captions. And the biggest thing to do, honestly, is find someone with a formatted caption, copy and paste it, go on your laptop and go on their profile, find, find a formatted uh, caption and copy and paste it into Evernote or a note-taking app that syncs with your phone and just put in your own uh words or caption between the formatted text. So sometimes people like to use like the twinkly star emoji between sentences. Some people like to use the the um, bullet point. So just copy someone else's caption and then put your stuff into it and it should work. I know there's a couple other tricks like don't have a space after a character, just put an enter and it'll make a page break. But sometimes that doesn't work for me. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't work. And that, again, takes time and practice. But I think with those two tips, you should be fine. Um, Beak Needed Massage says, consistency, more engagement, and branding. Okay, that's a ton. Um, I feel like those are three separate podcast episodes within itself. But all of them are super important. Um, just to quickly tackle them. So consistency, I mean, you got to post every day. If you want to just grow and build those loyal followers and build that engagement, you got to get into the habit of posting every day. And that can seem extremely anxious, uh, the thought of having to create content every day. But once you practice and you get into the swing of things, it just becomes so much easier. And you know, some days I don't post every day, I'll just post on my story. But every time you post, make sure it's valuable, make sure it's somewhat something that when someone reads it, they feel better, they learn something, because that's just really building that relationship between you and your audience. Um, and that is going to go in with engagement. And in, and in terms of branding, you know, pick some colors that you like, pick one or two fonts that you like, hire a designer, uh, Sweet Caroline Saninsky, if you're listening to this, uh, hire her, she's, she's done all my stuff, she's incredible, um, but you can do your own branding too, uh, there's a lot of tools like PictoChart or Canva that are great and free, um, but it can be hard, but again, it's all about time and being patient, this is a long run game, this is not, you know, I've gained 10,000 followers in a month, that just doesn't doesn't happen for first time, you know, entrepreneurs or influencers. It takes a long time and to build an audience, especially with all these changes in the algorithm and Instagram and Facebook, they are making it harder for people to grow very quickly and go very viral quickly. So again, time, patience and practice. Our next struggle is from Charlene and she says reaching more people, specifically my ideal clients. And Charlene, I feel you on this 1000%. It can be really challenging honing in on who your ideal client is. Nonetheless, finding them and reaching out and selling to them and closing. Uh, my best advice to you is you need to experiment. You need to, you know, really build up your own workshop, build up your own platform, see what kind of people are looking at your page? Who is most engaged with you? What kind of people are most interested in your content? And that is slowly you know, honing in on who your ideal client is. And in terms of reaching more people, you know, use your hashtags, engage as much as you can. Uh, something that I tell a lot of my clients is um, whatever amount of time you're spending on Instagram right now, you gotta double it. 
And when people's eyes, they become so uh, deer in headlights because they think they already spend a lot of time on Instagram. Uh, I actually went live last week with Kate Manders Social and we confessed about how much time we spent on our phones, just, you know, on Instagram, on the platform. And it was pretty shameful, uh, to be really honest. I'm not proud of the fact that I spend 10 hours a day on Instagram. Uh, and you know, that's kind of embarrassing. I can't believe I just said that out loud, but I mean, it works. And that's what I have to do to engage with my clients, engage with prospective clients, uh, be more visible, create content that resonates with my audience. Um, that's how you really learn who your ideal client is, because if that they're finding you through Instagram, then you need to be on Instagram, finding them, looking at their habits, looking at people who they admire, go through people that they follow, follow them, uh, follow a lot of people because that's where you're going to get the most inspiration is just other great content. Um, but that's kind of my advice with your terms of reaching more people and specifically your ideal client is just spending more time on the app and also learning how to sell, learning how to close, selling your services, selling your product. Um, it's crazy. You know, I push my Instagram hashtag matrix every day and some people might think that's really pushy. Some people might get annoyed, but this is the thing. I sell one every single time I post about it. So it works, you know, and people aren't going to buy anything that they don't doesn't, that they don't know exists. So yeah, that, that goes for that struggle. I hope to answer that question. Right. I know I rambled a little bit. Um, girl crush collective says I'm the cutest. Thank you very much. I think I am pretty cute. Uh, I spent a lot of time as an ugly duckling, so uh, being cute today means a lot to me. Um, let's see. Uh, my biggest struggle with Instagram, I would say, is to grow my following and to compare myself and my life to others. Oh my goodness. Okay, so wow. Let me um, de un unpack this for a second. So First thing I want to say is you cannot compare your beginning to someone else's middle. If you just started Instagram or this, you know, influencer, brand, life, entrepreneur thing less than a year ago, you are still in the beginning of your journey. And I am about to hit one year next month. And looking back at everything that I accomplished and grew in the last year alone gives me all of the evidence I need to keep going for another year, five, 10 years. So don't compare yourself. Don't compare your journeys because they're all different, especially, you know, I don't really know if you're comparing lifestyles or the way that you look and compared to other people, but it is so easy to get caught up in this highlight reel that we post on online and we're all guilty of it. None of us want to show the struggle, but this is the thing. We identify with struggle. We identify with, with, with failure. We identify with adversity. So let's please share it. That is only going to do you better. It's not going to do any harm at all. People love hearing your failures and it sucks because like I mentioned in my first podcast episode, no one likes to fail. I don't like telling people when I failed, but you guys, I failed a lot. I fail every single day. And if you think that I live this life where I know what I'm doing every day, that is totally not real. Uh, I wing it most of the time. I try to be productive. I try to put out content. I try to help people. But let's be real. We're all at fault where none of us are infallible, you know? So don't compare yourself. I know how hard it can be. We're all guilty of it, especially I just mentioned earlier, I spend 10 hours a day on Instagram. 
there is a lot for me to compare myself to, but when I'm on Instagram, when I'm on the app, I'm not looking for comparisons. I'm looking for inspiration. So if you find someone that you like their lifestyle, you like their journey, then take what they did, ask them, what did you do? What advice do you have for me? Directly ask them because more likely than not, they're going to try to help you. So I hope I answered that question in terms of growing your Instagram. Girl takes time. Listen to all my podcasts, watch all my stories, or book a session with me because I will give you all the strategy you need to propel yourself forward. Um, Let's see. Mary says, biggest struggle is just having my post be shown, (laughs) shown, shown organically to my audience. Also growth. The follow unfollow thing makes me crazy. Like why? Ooh, Mary, let's, let's unpack this too. Okay. So having your post shown organically, you got to use all your 30 hashtags. You got to use, I know you have my hashtag matrix, so use it, book a session with me. We, I can tell you exactly how to use it. And in terms of the follow and follow thing, it goes back to these apps where it's showing you, um, uh, who unfollows you. Just don't look at it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy or your happiness. Uh, only follow back people that you actually genuinely like their content. There is no pressure or shouldn't be any pressure to follow anyone back. Um, especially even if you have a suspicion that they might unfollow you if you follow them back, but you really like their content and you think that they might be beneficial for you in the long run, I would follow them because you never know where inspiration might strike. I get that it drives you crazy, um, but again, it's just this Instagram thing. Some people, that's their strategy. That's their tactic for growth. I know a couple of people who've done it. I'm not going to really share my opinions on it, but it is a thing. Following on following, let's move on to the next struggle. Someone really likes my eye makeup. Thank you. I use the Morphe uh, Jaclyn Hill palette. It's like the best thing ever. All right. Next struggle is bliss and blue jeans, finding steady growth. I'm not reaching anyone with the algorithm. I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong or right. Ooh, okay. So first thing I would do is I would check your hashtags. Make sure you're not using the same 30 hashtags for every single post that can get you shadow banned. If you don't know what shadow banned is, I would suggest Googling it or you can keep listening, which is shadow banning is essentially your are you are participating in some spammy behavior that Instagram has identified as spam. And that happens uh, when you use the same hashtags over and over again. If you're liking tons of posts, if you're um, following or unfollowing tons of people in like a matter of minutes, um, basically bot spammy behavior. What they do is that they will just cast a shadow over your account and people who don't follow you will not be able to find you through either the discover page or the hashtag pages. So make sure that you're not participating in any spammy behavior or using any of those bot apps. So, and if that doesn't work, just please reach out to me and I can do a deep dive search on what exactly you're doing right and wrong. Um, thank you for your hashtag matrix call. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. Okay. So our next struggle, uh, is from Hojo teaches and she says one struggle. I feel like my entire account is a struggle. Colors, hashtags, engagement, posting regularly, 
bah. And the one thing I am gonna uh, talk about is the colors. I think your Instagram grid is like the first impression. People will look at your profile for less than three seconds and decide from those three seconds if they're gonna follow you or not. So be sure that your grid looks good and clean and colorful or not colorful, just consistent. And what I like to use, I like to use the preview app and I use that app to post all my photos, see what it's gonna look like. And if it looks good, everything looks clean, uh, nothing looks wonky, I'll continue and post it on the Instagram app. Um, but that is really important. Thank you for asking that question. Um, let's see. Creating connection with my ideal customer and boosting engagement. So again, creating connection, you know, show the process, show behind the scenes. Don't just show the highlight reel. And actually, this is a really good point. You guys have to be way more comfortable talking to the camera. Video is so influential in terms of creating connections with your audience that I can't believe people are still kind of shy to be in front of, you know, the camera on Instagram story. It does take time and I get it that it's kind of you get freaked out and you don't know what people are going to think, but who cares what people think? This is your audience. You're sending your message. You want to grow. You want people to be your ambassadors. You have to be an ambassador for yourself. You cannot, cannot, cannot get shy. You cannot limit yourself. Use all of Instagram's features, you guys. It has so many, and I think most of us, we only use like 30 or 40% of them, we're posting, sometimes we'll comment, but we're not, you know, using polls, we're not using the video, we're not, you know, using all the hashtags. So please use all the features and Instagram will prioritize your account if you do. Our next struggle is from Amanda Maxim and she says, my biggest struggle is reaching my target audience. Again, yeah, girl, I feel you on that. Uh, I would like steady growth and connect with other bloggers on Insta, but I feel like I'm not reaching everyone. Okay, so this actually uh, brought me back to my beginning growth strategy on Instagram, where if you guys aren't familiar with the Pareto rule, uh, kind of the 80-20 rule, uh, which is, you know, in terms of business, 80% of your sales comes from the same 20 people or, you know, 80% of your likes or engagement on Instagram comes from the same 20 people, 20% uh, of, your, your, of your followers. So when I was uh, first starting to get as much visibility on Instagram, I was just trying to get people to be an ambassador for me. I was taking the people who already followed me, who already liked my content, and I was just giving them everything that they needed to feel empowered and valuable to me. And I was just converting them into ambassadors for me. I wasn't converting new users into following me. That's what I'm doing now, now that I have, you know, 4,000 followers-ish. I'm just trying to reach new people because I already have all of those ambassadors. And I'm kind of doing both at the same time, um, but I would really suggest you don't have to reach everyone. You just have to convert the people who already like your stuff and already like your content to ambassador for your content. Is that a verb? Ambass, ambassador uh, for your stuff. So again, it's going back to that um, a lesson that I taught in the beginning of this podcast where your biggest mission is to have someone who follows you take out their phone in front of their friends and pull up your profile and say, hey, I love this girl. I think you would love her too. And that, I envision that every single day in my mind. I'm getting emotional. In my mind, uh, my biggest 
prayer and wish is that someone, you know, who I've touched and, and given value to is taking out their phone and showing their account to others because that is the best way to get more ambassadors uh to ambassadate for you. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think you get the point. Um, I think a lot of the other comments are very similar, like, you know, growth, ideal client, um, creating content. So I'm not going to, maybe I'll find one more. Um, but basically you guys, you got to just use all of Instagram's features, double your time on the app. Um, and, and have patience. You got to have patience. I think as millennials, we are just so caught up in this, you know, overnight success, um, mindset thing. And you guys mindset, I'm sorry, not mindset, an overnight success does not exist. There's 10 years of hard work behind overnight successes. Name me one person who is an overnight success. And I will find the five or 10 years of blog posts, content, creativity that they put behind their name. So it's not going to happen quickly. It's not going to happen in a year, but this is something you're passionate about. And this is something that you dream of and long for, then you have to make it work and you have to make it a priority. The longer you wait to jump in, dive in into, you know, really building your personal brand, the you're going to regret it. I promise you that I regret not doing this uh, years ago. I should have started earlier, especially knowing how many people I can help. There's a fire under my ass, like helping more people. Like I just, I wake up every morning and I'm like, oh my God, who did I help since last night? Uh, how can I help more people? How can I answer questions? And that should be your fuel. It doesn't have to be helping people like me, but it can be, you know, I don't know, lifting weights in the gym or washing dogs or I don't know, but pick something that you're so passionate about because it can transfer over into any career lifestyle. We grew up as children in elementary school with our teachers and parents asking us, what do you want to be when you grow up? And draw a picture of it. And we'd all draw pictures of lawyers with briefcases and doctors with stethoscopes and, you know, veterinarians with puppies. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, some of us are those things and you might be one of those things, but I had no effing clue and I had so much anxiety growing up because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I would lie and be like, oh, I want to deliver babies. I want to be a doctor. Uh, that quickly changed when I was like 17 or 18. Um, but that happens. And in school, we're not taught to be entrepreneurs. They're not telling us, hey, you know, don't be a doctor or a lawyer. Don't be something with a lot of structure and safety. Go do something wild and crazy with no security. But if you work hard, then the universe is going to give you the abundance that you worked for. So what does it matter what you do? As long as you're following your passion, following your dream, then I really don't see why you have to fall in line with the way society wants us to work. The way society, they outline these very defined paths so that way they can have control over us. And that sounds crazy. You know, the government is watching, but it's true. The government did make these very clear paths like go to elementary school, go to high school, find something you're kind of interested in, go to college, study that one thing that you were kind of interested in when you were 15, you know, maybe go to grad school, get a job, work 40 years, retire. That sounds like an effing nightmare to me. Uh, it's I cry at the thought of people who fell into that, I think, trap. 
Um, but if that is something, if you are passionate about helping people, you know, you could be a doctor or you could be someone like me, a social media maven. So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what career you take. I personally want 10 careers. This is something that I'm pursuing in my early 20s. I don't know what I want to be when I'm 30. I think I know what I want to be. I think I'm going to be like a dog. Uh, I want to have like a dog rescue in St. Augustine and make it like an Airbnb thing. Um, but that's one of my passions. That's one of my dreams. So I'm not going to let, you know, these defined constructs tell me what my career should be because there's really nothing in the world. There's nothing in this entire universe forcing you to go down any path. You are the creator of your world. You are the creator of your universe. So use it. Imagine that we just untapped all of that power. This was, this podcast was not getting in that direction, but you are seriously in control. You have so much power that you don't even realize. And so do I, and I don't even realize it. I don't think most people are self-actualized in terms of the, you know, Abraham Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. If you studied psychology, I can't believe I just remembered that but it's true and it's real and you know this life is so beautiful and we have one of them so we might as well do what we want um thank you so much for listening to this I had I think it's the best podcast episode I've ever recorded I really I don't know I feel great I feel I can't stop smiling it's making my words come out weird but thank you so much I sincerely love you you're the best for listening to this podcast um and yeah, let me know what you think. Rate me on iTunes. Uh, it really does help, uh, you know, grow my podcast, grow my name, especially, you know, if you like my stuff, uh, please, you know, empower me back. If you got something out of this, uh, rate me on iTunes or just DM me that you love this podcast. Either would work. I love you so much and have a blessed, empowering day. Bye.